Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Fragile. It must be Italian. We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I wouldn't worry about Chewbacca. I know him and he hasn't missed a life day yet, right? Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. Ow! Son of a nutcracker! Who ever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat! Eat! Now, on with the show. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and today we're doing another installment of our 12 Days of Christmas series. Joining me on the show, we have Rick. How's it going? I broke my little ship. <laughs> we we have Scott. <laughs> I have a cookie. <laughs> and Brandon is here as well. How's it going, sir? Good. So, I feel like I should t- say to Rick, the line must be drawn here. No father. <laughs> <laughs> so not um not all of these shows are gonna be Christmas themed. We're uh we're gonna talk about just some stuff that's happening in in the news as well. That's what this episode is gonna be about. We're gonna talk about a Christmas present that Warner Brothers has given us. And uh, before we start, I'm going to start the timer. This is going to be uh, a, about a 15-minute conversation. It's just 15 minutes so that we don't overstay our Christmas welcome. <laughs> and, um, and okay, so Warner Brothers has made an announcement that they're releasing their entire catalog of 2021 films on HBO Max at the same time that they're releasing them to theaters. We're talking about movies, movies that I've never heard of, like The Little Things and Judas and the Black Messiah. As well as uh, some fairly well-known titles like Tom and Jerry and uh, and uh, you know Wonder some t- Tom and, and Jerry movie coming yeah out? Tom and Jerry and Space Jam a New Legacy and then we got Dune. some some big uh, tentpole movies like Dune and Mortal Kombat Godzilla vs Kong the Suicide Squad uh, and Matrix Four so Dune and, Wonder, and Wonder Woman oh yeah and, and Wonder, Wonder, yeah. Wonder Woman they well, Wonder Woman's a different deal though. Yeah, Wonder Woman had already been announced. Um, so, okay, I've got a couple of opinions. I want to get you guys to kind of give an opinion first. Rick, what do you think about all this? I was kind of thrilled about it when they first announced it um, because I'm, you know, until there's a vaccine, m- neither I nor anyone in my family is going anywhere near a cinema. Um, so... Like, I've been looking forward to Dune. I've been cautiously optimistic about Villanueva's Dune for about a year now. And I was kind of despairing about when we'd get to see it. Uh, so when they announced that they're going to be releasing Dune and, and you know, and the other stuff and, and Wonder Woman, I said to my wife, well, guess we're getting another streaming service because, <laughs> we you know, we, we both agreed we want to see all this stuff. We hadn't planned on getting HBO Max, but... Because uh, it's it's one of the pricier ones, um, but uh, you know there's there's enough stuff in there 
that it, it would be it would be worth it. Um, do we want to go into the the ramifications of this, or did you just want my opinion on it right now? Well, let's let, let's get Brandon and Scott to weigh okay. in. Brandon, what do you okay. think? I think I need to turn on my microphone. Um, <laughs> I think I think that it's it makes sense. Like this year, it just makes sense. There's there's not much else that they can do. They are being kind of jerks about it because they negotiated the Wonder Woman deal with the theaters and saw what the theaters would agree to. And then they they didn't negotiate this with the theaters. They gave them a three-hour... They sent them a three-hour heads up and then made the press release. And I get why they're doing it. They have to make their money back, but this this is a this is going to be a licensing contract everything nightmare. Um, this is not going to be... This is not the future of cinema. I mean, it is the future of cinema. But it's not... It's it's not going to stay this way. It's going to go back uh, to to exclusive windows in the theaters once there's a, a vaccine. Once people are comfortable going back to the theaters, uh, or else the theaters just aren't going to play ball. I think it's kind of jerky for the way that Warner Brothers did this, but you also have to remember that Warner Brothers is owned by AT and T, and they're all losing money right now. So yeah. they just need to make their money back somehow. And so everybody's losing money. The theaters, Warner Brothers. Um, I mean, HBO Max is so... The, the biggest problem for HBO Max isn't even the lack of sub- subscribers. It's the lack of people who have access to it through like their cable providers and such that, don't e- that have, have not even signed up for it. They are just trying to get people to open the door to their service. Yeah. I, I think people like Rick and I who are like, crap, now i got to sign up for another service are not even the targets for Warner Brothers on this. I think they're just trying to get the people who already have the rights to it to sign in so they can be like, we've got the world's largest streaming platform. Because, you know, at the end of the day, HBO Max is going to be writing that check to Warner Brothers, even though they're the same company, they're going to handle it like a like a business transaction so they can write it off on their books. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's what it is. Uh, there's lots of news. We'll talk more about it after we hear others' opinions. Scott? Um, well, I will, I'll be the first one to admit I did not do nearly as much research into the matter as, as Brandon did. Um, so I don't know the, uh, the inner workings or the underpinnings of, uh, of the entire situation. Uh, all I know is that Warner Brothers has decided they are going to release things to the theater and at home at the same time. I understand that this is a... Uh, a direct reaction, direct response to the pandemic and the impact that it's had on, on cinemas. But at the same time, I have long held the belief that things would start moving in this direction eventually, uh, that people would be more vocal about their enjoyment of the, uh, the first run movies at home experience versus going to the movie theater especially with uh, the fact that it's it's much easier to create a cinema-like experience at home now than it ever has been before. I'm trying to con- talk my wife into letting us buy a 4K projector. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. I, I, my, it, I, I've got the, the flat screen, and it is, it is 4K. If I turn off the lights and I put on a 4K movie, then you know, I'm, I'm halfway there to a cinema experience. All I need is for my neighbors to make noise, which is pretty easy to bank on. And then, you know, it's, it's like I'm at a theater. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I felt that it was going to be uh, heading this way for, for quite a while. And I think the pandemic has just forced things to move in this direction faster than, uh, than it would have naturally. Um, is it going to stay this way? I don't know. But I think that at least, at the very least, some elements of this will stay around. Either the uh, exclusive window in theaters will be smaller, uh, like something will open up in the theaters, and then before it's even left the theaters, it will be released for home viewing. Mm -hmm. I think that's entirely possible. Um, I believe that the the industry of uh, cinemas will stick around. But I, I think it's going to become smaller. It's going to become more of a specialized thing for people who really want that experience and not the only way that people can see a new movie for, you know, six months to a year. Yeah. I the think, sardine can experience in a theater is yeah. going to be no more. That's, they're that, they're going to have to make yeah. the movie going experience uh, pleasurable again because it hasn't been for a long time. Uh, when 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 you're crammed in with people that you don't know, and you got kids running around, I mean, I've got I've got a two year old uh, grandbaby. <laughs> I wouldn't let him run run loose in a movie theater, and grown people that just have open conversations while a movie is going on or pull their phone out. I can't even go see like PG thirteen horror films, like Bloomhouse Pictures and stuff like that. I can't even go see them in the theaters. Because the audience is mostly teenagers, and teenagers are terrible to watch movies with. <laughs> I ended up going to go see A Quiet Place mm-hmm. on Free Popcorn Tuesday. Do you know where they put their? Uh, do you know where they put their free popcorn in a little paper bag? Yeah, that crinkled every time you put your hand into it. So when you went and saw a movie like The Good or The, the Quiet the Place, quiet place. <laughs> The Quiet Place, right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, it's it's one of those days. Anyway, the where it's all about silence, and when there is sound, it's supposed to freak you out. It, I lost all of that because you're right; people are terrible jerks. I'm gonna eat my popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. You, tell you, you guys remember newspapers? <laughs> Do we remember newspapers? Do we remember, remember newspapers? I, I think I'm a little young for that. Um, <laughs> last year, I had a teenage coworker who was a new hire ask me. He literally asked me. This is a quote: "Do you know what memes are?" <laughs> you sound like that guy. Okay, back in the in the w- w- late eighties, early nineties, I forget when exactly it came out. When Deep Blue Sea came out, okay, a not particularly punch pulling shark movie. Um, not a great movie, although I enjoyed it and I got in a lot of trouble with my friends because I said I enjoyed it and they thought I said it was a good movie. Um, I've had that argument. <laughs> Battleship. Uh, that, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. Uh, my friend Gina and I went to see it. We went, to, this is a, a very strongly R rated film, uh, which there, if, if, if nothing else, look up on YouTube, Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson's inspirational speech from deep blue sea. um, 8.30, something like that show. Not not a matinee or anything like that. Deeply R-rated film with lots of blood and guts and gore and sharks eating people. Kids running all over the theater. And so Gina and I actually together wrote a, an editorial letter to the, to the Palm Beach Post about how... Ho, ho, ho! ...stuff that was. 
I've been good. <laughs> Are we less than five? We're, le- we're more than five minutes in. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Last of 11 this time. <laughs> uh, and it got published with an actual piece of clip art pic- uh, of uh, clip art and like a border and stuff. Didn't help, but you know, it was <laughs> right. There, there uh, were the wind. <laughs> there, there were three. I have to. I have to peg them all as uh, all three of them were preteens at Deadpool. Back when I was married, my wife and I went to the theater and, and we saw Deadpool. And there was a dad with his three kids, uh, like I'd say twelve and under, all of them. Just they don't do the research. They, you know, <laughs> when, when the heavy metal movie man. came out, have any of y'all seen the heavy metal movie? I'm not old enough for it yet. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been a while, but yeah. Okay. This, this was an animated film that came out in 1983. Um, I have them both, though. As close as you could get to porn as you could and still not have a... a this was long before P, uh, our, our NC-17 came out. Um, and people were taking their kids to see it because it was a cartoon. And they had no idea. Whoopsie. They, yeah, whoopsie. Big whoopsie. Um, there was no way I was going to run around this place with my dark hanging out. Um, it, it is not... I All right. I, I I love this movie because of when it came out and you know where in my life I was when I saw it. Uh, my friend Chris and I made the mistake. There was a, a re-release of it in like the, the late 90s. It hit, hit our local art house theater. And we're like, oh, wow, cool. Heavy metal's playing. Hey, Kim. Let's go see heavy metal and didn't even occur to us. You know, Kim is uh, our, our friend. Kim is a huge feminist. I mean, well, she's tiny, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know, not in any way inclined to be forgiving of chauvinism in, on, in the cinema and the heavy metal movie. If you've seen it is nothing but, and <clears throat> we, we were very sorry. <laughs> when we that's the subtitle of the movie. It's called Heavy Metal Chauvinism. I wanna. I got a, a little bit of a rant. We got a couple minutes left. Um, Go for it. It's addressing because, like Christopher Nolan and a couple other directors, and they've come that, out. That was and the said, thing I didn't want to get into is the actors and the and the and the the, the directors and producers are pissed. Yeah, I will just say this. Okay. I get it. You make movies and you want those movies to be seen in a certain way. Um, if there's not a theater experience, you want to take your ball and go home to that. I say we've gone through the majority of 2020, the, the U S so the U S had more people die in the last week from COVID-19 than Japan and Korea have had combined in the entire pandemic. And there's countless people that don't have jobs anymore. Um, there are people that have jobs that pay a lot less because they, you know, they they take they take what they can get. So it's very hard for me to sympathize with somebody whining because their movie isn't playing where they want it to play. It's like, to, it's like the people who complain about people who speed up their podcasts. I create art that should be experienced <laughs> a certain way. You know, I'm, I don't care if you're a comedian. I'm going to speed up your podcast. So, so I, I get that they're mad at Warner Brothers. And yeah, Warner Brothers could have handled it different. But I mean, they're really doing it for the money and all of that. I get it. But I mean, read the room, dude. Because... <laughs> Uh, if if you want to say screw it, I'm not making another movie until this is all over. Then fine, but don't come bitching at me 
<laughs> and the majority of Americans, because you know, you release a movie right now, and that's the only way that they're going to get to see it. I understand Tenant made money in spite of itself, but I really think it probably would have made more if they'd either waited or they released it in you know, kind of this way. Yeah, and so. and to put a movie that is as um, as anticipated as Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan joint. I, I can't believe I did that. I call it a joint. I hate podcasters who do that. I'm sorry. The new Christopher Nolan film. It's not a Christopher Nolan joint. Spike Lee does that and no one else. I apologize. For real. But, to Spike Lee? And, and, and to podcast listeners, yes. Um, <laughs> but when you have a movie that's that anticipated and he pushes so hard, it's going to be released in the theaters. You know what? Dude, you're not helping. Yeah. Because there are going to be people who have been behaving all through the pandemic until that movie comes out and then decide to break the rules to go see that movie, and that causes trouble. There's our timer. Large okay. groups large groups are problematic during a pandemic. Don't do stuff that is going to bring large groups in when it's not necessary. Either wait or just let the movie be released in whatever way it's going to be released and people can see it. I... I'm with Sean 100%. Filmmakers who want their film to be a theater experience, it's okay to want that. But also keep in mind, the audience wants the, – the wants of the audience are also important. I want to be able to go to the theater and watch it, but I'm not going to. Right. I told my wife the, right first thing, the first thing that I am going to do if I get COVID and survive – is I'm going to a movie theater. Like, <laughs> well, well, you can, you know, is, you, I, you can I get do, it and get over it and you can still get it because, you know, uh, T- tiny Lister, you know, he died yeah, this week good. and he had already had it once. Got it again. But I wasn't, isn't it a three month thing? Anyway, that's, this no. a whole nother 15 know. minute discussion. That's the problem. We don't know yet. The, the, the thing I've noticed and I'll, and I'll make this point really quickly is that nine tenths of the people that make a film get their paycheck and move on and couldn't give two shits about how it's released it's that small percentage of people above the line who have profit sharing in their contracts who are bitching about this Yeah, because these movies are not going to make the billions they were counting on Yeah, and so they're whining and TFB uh, yeah like you said the world's tiniest violin you know so you have trouble paying the mortgage on your third freaking house (laughs) Why is it doing that again? I didn't set the time. Sleep timer. Sleep timer. You snoozed us. I guess that was my my snooze alarm. (laughs) Okay. I'll make sure that the people who are in line at the food bank know that that you're upset about your profit sharing being being mucked up there, bucko. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be do it for this episode. Uh, We will be back tomorrow with another mini episode. Enjoy your Christmas season. Be safe. 